Welcome to Strictly Facts, a guide to Caribbean history and culture, hosted by me, Alexandria Miller. Strictly Facts teaches the history, politics, and activism of the Caribbean and connects these themes to contemporary music and popular culture. Wishing you an Wampum people, or should I say, Sapase. I'm so thankful that you're with us again for another episode of Strictly Facts, a guide to Caribbean history and culture. Now, if there's one thing you should know about me, it's that as a historian, I love dates. I love knowing when an event occurred, what happened, how it altered or impacted society as we know it, and subsequently, how far we've come in the years, decades, or even centuries since. Today's episode falls in line with just that. On Friday, November 18th, Haiti celebrates 219 years since their successful defeat of the French during the Haitian Revolution's Battle of Vertiers, known as the Battle of Vertiers and Armed Forces Day. As we've discussed in earlier episodes, Haiti is the first nation to successfully liberate itself from colonial rule through slave revolt. While there are several battles in the Haitian Revolution's 13-year history, each with their own accounts of vacillating victories on either side, the critical struggle that led to the ultimate victory for the self-emancipated army on what was then known as Saint-Domingue was the Battle of Vertiers. Just for a bit of background, after a decade of war, military leader Toussaint Louverture served as the commander of the indigenous army for the last few years leading into the 19th century. In May 1802, after initially refusing to surrender to French leader Napoleon Bonaparte's army, Louverture was promised his freedom upon surrender if he agreed to integrate his remaining troops into the French army. He was unfortunately deceived, arrested, and imprisoned in France where he remained until his death in April of the following year. However, Louverture's surrender did not stop the revolution as Haitian rebels continued to fight the colonial army for their freedom. Jean-Jacques Dessalines took control, leading the indigenous army against the French army led by Viscount of Rochambeau. With the indigenous army defeating the French in most of the island and the French army already weakened, especially after their supplies were captured by Black revolutionaries earlier in the month, the Haitian victory looked increasingly probable. On November 18, 1803, military leader Francois Capois led four valiant brigades against the French, each time yelling, forward, forward, even after the horse he was riding was killed by cannonball. Capua's leadership was so significant that French General Rochambeau sent Capua his horse as, and I quote, a mark of admiration for the Black Achilles to replace the one of his that the French army regrets having killed. Fighting continued until Rochambeau was forced to surrender after Haitian troops successfully kept the French forces at bay in what was then Cap Francais, or present-day Cap Haitien, in the Department of Nord. The following morning, Dessalines and Rochambeau agreed that the French had 10 days to leave Saint-Domingue. Rochambeau delayed leaving, even forcing British Captain John Bly to support the Haitian troops with France's evacuation after Dessalines threatened to bomb French ships. This victory led to Dessalines' eventual declaration of Haitian independence two months later, on January 1, 1804. The battle established the first Black independent sovereign nation and served as a remarkable triumph for human dignity in the face of slavery and racialized oppression. 
the Day of Victory continues to be memorialized today as a national holiday and is celebrated with a speech by the president and parades dedicated to national patriotism on the island and across the Haitian diaspora. In highlighting the tremendous victory that this battle and the overall history of Haitian independence represents, it's also important to note that this history inspired several other Black movements. As an ode to our Strictly Facts sound segment, the Haitian hymn is a poem that was sung at the battlefields written by an unknown author. It champions the Indigenous Army's victory and their ability to live, and I quote, united, proud, and free. The battle is also specifically mentioned by Martinican poet, politician, and co-founder of the Negritude movement, Amy Césaire, who alludes to the Battle of Her Tears in his 1955 letter-turned-poem, The Verb Mariner, through which he instills that there needs to be new forms of poetry that better historicize the Caribbean. Unlike today, Haiti's history of successful revolution was not always common knowledge, nor was it celebrated as a triumph in the Western Hemisphere. Haiti sparked fears in white colonial authorities and enslavers, which has led to sharp repercussions for its national advancement ever since. We see this today as Haiti faces a cholera outbreak, a humanitarian crisis, and while still many oppose foreign intervention because of the countless ways France, the U.S., and several other countries have helped dismantle Haiti's success. As we celebrate the Haitian Revolution and this undoubted triumph for Black rights, I hope we're all considering how we can better support our neighbor at home and in the diaspora as the land that helped pave the way for so many of our freedoms over 200 years ago needs our support today. With that, I thank y'all for tuning in. Feel free to drop your thoughts to us in the comments, DMs, or even send us a voice note. Let us know how you like these shorter episodes every now and then. And as always, be sure to listen, subscribe, and even drop us a rating. Wishing you an upful week and a happy and reflective Battle Over Tears Day when it comes. Little more. Thanks for tuning in to Strictly Facts. Visit strictlyfactspodcast.com for more information from each episode. Follow us at Strictly Facts Pod on Instagram and Facebook and at Strictly Facts PD on Twitter.